Hello everyone. The World Bank on Sunday said that the coronavirus outbreak was severely disrupted, has severely disrupted the Indian economy, magnifying pre-existing risks to its outlook. COVID-19 outbreak came at a time when India's economy was already slowing due to persistent financial sector weakness. Speaking to us today about the banking sector is Shri Karthik. Hi Karthik. Hello everyone. Hope you're all safe. So Karthik, how do you read the impact of COVID on the Indian banking system? Give us a little bit about the macro picture. So the COVID lockdown has come at a very tricky time for the Indian banking system, which was already dealing with the reconstitution of Yes Bank. Um, that has actually led to a severe strain on the liquidity of several of the smaller private banks. And together with the high leverage uh, and the cyclical business model for banks, uh, the stock price reaction has been very severe. We see significant earnings risks for most banks under coverage for FY21, anywhere in the range of 30 to 60%. For a few banks where the balance sheet risks are elevated, we in fact see uh, earnings risks even to our FY22 estimates, uh, given the circumstances. Okay. So in this context, what are your expectations for Q4 results? Q4 results are going to be very interesting uh, uh, one uh, in a while. Uh, uh, so, so far as market participants, we've been very focused on the PNL outcomes for banks, uh, at least the stronger ones like HDFC Bank, etc. But incrementally, the focus and the questioning will be on the balance sheet side. Um, so let me explain this with a small example. So for in Q3, uh, market uh, was uh, quite disappointed due to the fact that HDFC Bank reported weak NIMS than expected as they were sitting on high liquidity. Now, come Q4, investors would actually prefer that banks do that, even at the, uh, uh, even at the expense of some profitability. Uh, Q4 results from, for most banks is actually going to be a continuation of Q3 trends. Banks reporting stable results will continue to do so. And those reporting weaker trends, especially on asset quality, will see no relief. Uh, however, Q1 onwards, uh, the focus is going to be on altogether new metrics and um, new monitorables. So considering all this, what are the key things you think we need to focus on for the banking system? So the focus would move on to um, early trends around collections. Uh, what proportion of customers have opted for moratorium? How's the SMA 1 and 2 moved uh, during this period? Uh, what has been the downgrades to the corporate rating mix? Uh, are there any new watch lists that we'll have to deal with? And finally, and more importantly, the liquidity disclosures and cash flow management for each of these banks. Um, and, and the liquidity becomes even more important in Q1 as uh, some of the cash inflows expected from principal and interest repayments will actually dry out, leading to further uh, strain on the liquidity coverage ratio, particularly more so for banks like private banks like Indusin, RBL, DCB, Access, which have seen some strain on deposit outflows. Additional data points which become critical uh, in our uh, evaluation of, of future retail asset quality would be the behavior of salaried segment. 
um, and more so with regards to their hierarchy of payments on the unsecured versus secured bit. And finally, uh, the behavior of banks' own customers versus market source customers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, on, on a final conclusion remarks that you would want to share with our listeners. I think the conclusion for some time going forward would be that the balance sheet takes precedence over PNL um, and uh, stick to strong banks with strong balance sheets and uh, corporate governance practices. Watch out for uh, the various measures that banks are uh, taking up to fortify their balance sheets on multiple fronts, be it liquidity, capital, or provisioning. And finally, uh, a very important question which becomes very relevant under the current circumstances is how strong uh, uh, is the recovery infrastructure that each, each of the banks have built over the period of time? How much of this is in-house in and how much of this is outsourced as this would actually de determine the final outcomes on asset quality as we head into FY21? So on that very interesting points, balance sheet and recovery infrastructure. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Karthik, for being with us. And we hope to catch up with you very soon. Um, thank you, Swapnan. Uh, stay safe, everyone.